Yes, sir. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Mama Momo will be joining us momentarily. LZ, Anthony Lind, mm-hmm. the head coach of the L.A. Chargers, will be our guest here in just a moment. Laura will let us know when he's there, and Greg will let us know when he's there. Greg is in studio. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like uh, being in studio, are, are you doing that to, to feel like you could be? All right, stop, uh, stop, stop, George. Stop, 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 what? stop, 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 stop. You're trying to blow by the lead. I'm not going to let you do it. What's that? Happy mother bleeping birthday, homie. Well, thank you. Happy birthday, Sedano. (laughs) Thank you. Come on, dog. I appreciate that. Come on, man. I I was simply just going to. Happy birthday. Thank you. I simply was just going to ask Greg how much birthday dancing was there after uh, the video he posted last night. I I may never dance again. (laughs) Are you like. uh, Well, technically, you didn't dance the first time. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh man, is is that like your version of Careless Whisper? I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. Uh, so yes, uh, yes. Thank you. Forty three years young. My wife asked me this morning, "How does it feel to be forty three? I said, "Not much different than forty two, to be honest with you. Uh, however, oh, well, give give it time. Give it time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, listen, forty two <laughs> didn't feel so great in the sense of like I threw up my back a few weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like I'm getting old. That sucks. You know, it's not fun. It does suck. Yeah, got to do things you know, differently. Blip. Hit me up when you sneeze and throw your back out. Then we'll be brothers. Well, listen, I threw my back out, and maybe Coach Lynn can uh, can help us out with this. Coach Anthony Lynn of the Chargers uh, joining us here now on Sedano and LZ. Coach, I, I'm 43 today, and I was telling LZ and the guys uh, that, you know, at this stage of my life, past 40, Crazy things have happened to me. I throw out my back doing little things like just picking up one of my kids' toys. Like, life is a lot different after 40. Nobody warned me about this, Coach. <laughs> Man, I, I, I thought 40 was a new 30. <laughs> so did I. Somebody uh, lied. You know, you know who says <laughs> that stuff? Anyway. Somebody who just turned 40. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was somebody who didn't turn 40 who made that up for sure. Uh, but, but anyway, Coach, thank you so much for joining us. Obviously, it is a busy time for you uh, and the team. I guess we'll start here, which is how different, how wild has this whole thing been considering you're dealing with the pandemic, you've got TV cameras around with hard knocks. Like, how strange is all of this for you? Man, it's been exactly what we talked about. But, you know, when you, when you haven't experienced it, going through it, it's, it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's, every day is different. And, and, and we try to prepare everyone for that by saying we're going to have to adapt and change each and every day. But uh, now that we're actually going through the process, it has been uh, exhausting. I'm not gonna lie, you know. There's some days where I don't even get, I don't get a workout in, but I feel like I've been in a tour days or something. But you know, just dealing with the pandemic, all the protocols, you know, then just coaching a football team, and then this, you know, doing this, this civil unrest is very, uh, you know, it's some hard times, very emotional, and so uh, it's. Um, it's been a challenge, but you know what? Everybody's going through the same challenge, and uh, and someone's going to figure out how to win football games in these situations, and, and it might as well be us. Uh, Coach, not to make light of the situation, but you yourself uh, contracted the Rona, and I'm just curious as to that timeline, as to you know when it, what did you discover, what did you experience, and then you know just can you walk us through quickly through that process for yourself? To the point yeah, where you, you know, build it to the team? 
you know, the reason why I told my team in the first place is because it, you know, these protocols that we have are so important. And, and, I, and I believe the team that is the most disciplined with these protocols, they're going to have a competitive advantage. And, and I just wanted guys to know that you cannot be too careful, you know, and you can't let your guards down because I was very – I took this virus very seriously. You know, I was a guy that my kids made fun of because I had a sanitizer bottle tied to my front bell loop, you know, and wore gloves and masks <laughs> all the time. And, and I still got it, you know. And, and I didn't know I had it until I was watching a, a Traveler's Golf event on TV. And one of the golfers after the first day pulled out. He had a hell of a day, and he pulled out. You know, he said he had some back soreness. He couldn't get comfortable in his bed and felt a little tired. So he just he went and got tested. He was positive. You know, and I was there in Texas, and I was going to see my mother. And, and I just didn't want to see her until, you know, I wouldn't have the peace of mind to go see her until I got tested. Never in, in 100 years thought I had it, but I just wanted to be careful. And, uh, yeah, I had it. You know, I did a rapid test, and an hour later they told me I was positive. And, and that was, uh, I got to tell you, having this on the road is a whole other deal, too. You know, when, when you're at home, you can go home and self-quarantine and stay away from people. But when you're on the road, you're not home. I can't go to my mother's. I can't go to my kids. You know, I'm, I'm stuck in a hotel room. And I don't come out of the hotel room for four days because I don't want to see anyone because I'm worried about who I might infect. And after a while, the general manager called and said, we're going to clean your room in four days, sir. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> So I just, I, I, you know, it's just, it's so, that was so unsettling. So I just kept my rental car and I just drove 21 hours straight back to California. <laughs> wow. What was that you trip drove like? nonstop? Yeah. What was that I like, coach? Nonstop. I, I didn't tell no one because I didn't want people trying to talk me out of it, you know, and I knew, you know, people say, well, what if you get, what if you get worse? What if you get sick? You know, to, to me doing, I just had to do something. I was better than doing nothing. And I didn't want to stay on that property anymore. You know, it's, it's you know nice property there in Dallas. And there was a lot of people there because everyone was using it as a staycation. So I would have felt really bad if I, you know, got into, came in touch with someone there. But uh, I just got in the car and just drove home. I got 4 a.m. in the morning, woke up, and I just drove straight home, man. And I, I stopped four times for gas, and that was it. Now, not to put your business in the streets, Coach, but you have some really good tequila at your crib that we had an opportunity to partake. Uh, do you have your taste buds back? Can you absolutely. taste that fine tequila? <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I never, I never lost my taste. I never had a fever. I just had about three or four days of like, I feel like I had a bad flu. And, 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 and I was over it after that, you know? But I, I never lost my taste, never had a temperature or anything. So... Uh, that tequila tastes just fine when I got home. <laughs> well, then that's all that matters if that's the case. Uh, Coach, what, you know, how would you best describe, um, as we switch here to football, um, just the gut punch that is losing Derwin James again? Uh, that's, you can't describe that, you know. <laughs> we were so excited. Uh, it, you know, to see him out on the field and and, and just the passion that he brings to the game, you know, because you know it was hard for him to sit out last year, but to see him, you know, rehab, come back even better shape than he was last year. I mean, this guy, 
I mean, you, I mean, he has ten, ten abs. You know, you can count everyone on his body. He, he eats right. You know, he sleeps right. Uh, he treats people the right way. I mean, he, he just does everything right. I'm so impressed with him. You know, as as a young man, and and for him to have to go through this back to back years, it, it is hard. I'm gonna say, yeah, there there are no words for it. And I, you know, I I went to his home and we just sat down and visited. And, and that's nothing I can say to make him feel better, and you know. But time, time heals everything, and he's a strong human being, and I know he's going to bounce back, and and he'll be even better, you know. But uh, just to have another non-contact injury that ends your season, you know, it's it's hard to deal with right now. You know, I, I left him with a verse that, you know, Proverbs three five six. You know, uh, you know, lean not on your understanding, but trust in the Lord in all your ways. And and uh, and I know that helped me get through a tough time when I had a lot of questions. But uh, you know, pe- people that don't understand how important this game is to DJ, I mean, it's just uh, it's, it was devastating. But uh, but he's going to be okay. Um, Coach, I'm going to do the one thing that coaches hate when the media does, which is parse their language, parse their statements. Your first four words, Taylor is our starter. That sounds pretty damn good. It's the <laughs> next two words I'm going to ask you about. Right now. What does that mean? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, you, you said it. You broke it down like that. <laughs> He's not doing you any favors, Coach. That's no, for sure. I, I, I'm perfectly fine with the first four words. You know, he's, uh, he, he's earned the job. I mean, he he was heck of a backup last year. I feel like if we had to go to him last year, we could have had him one games. You know, and this year he's a starter. Um, uh, my experience with him, well, you know, it was was very positive. And, uh, you know, he's very familiar with what I want to do right now. And so, uh, no, he, he is our starter. You know, and that's, you know, without a training, without preseason games and everything, yes, you know, uh, it, the competition wasn't what it could have, could have been. But, you know, we're very comfortable with Tyrod as a starter and leader on this football team. How – and a co- Coach Anthony Lynn of the Chargers with us here on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN – how much easier does the does the transition or is the transition with Terod Taylor because of your familiarity with him from his days in Buffalo? Oh, it was it was, uh, it was much easier than you know than bringing someone in that you know you hadn't worked with before. But uh, so, so yeah, it was no doubt it was easier. Um, what have you learned from your rookie quarterback during this process? Well, he's a tireless worker. He is sharp, uh, big arm. You know, some of the throws he makes makes you makes you shake your head in practice. You know, he's he has that talent, that arm strength that you're looking for. Uh, the speed of this game, you know, is like all rookie quarterbacks who come in here, and the speed of this game is night and day difference. You know, there's 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 a jump when you go from high school to college, but then when you go from college to the NFL, that jump magnifies by ten times. Uh, and you know, going through it myself, I, I certainly understand that. He, you don't want to throw a guy in there before he's ready. Um, you know, he gets he gets beat up by you guys, and and then sometimes these young cats they never they, they never recover. And so, uh, you know, we're gonna put him on the field when we feel like he's ready to go. You know, we drafted him at six for a reason, but but right now, you know, that, that's gonna be Tyrod Taylor. Coach Lynn, how much easier? And everybody's process is different as a head coach, but how much easier is it? to have your players relate to you and and respect 
uh, you in the room and you know you've been there now a couple years right simply based on the fact that you understand what they go through on a daily basis you played in the league for seven years how much does that make your job easier yeah, I don't know if it makes my job easier. I, I, I do know that when, you know, NFL is a small fraternity, you know, and, and, and they know you've been in their shoes. You've been in these training camps. You've had these tour days. You know, you've, you've won championships. They understand all that. And, and yes, you have them initially. But uh, if you don't help them, you know, they'll tune you out like anybody else. So you better figure out a way to, to, to help your team improve and help players individually improve, or, or it doesn't matter who you are, you know, they will tune you out. How difficult are you anticipated being going into a stadium without any fans? You know, it's, it's, it's going to be different because even when you go play on a road and – and, and you know you you don't have any fans. Most you know you may have a few, but you're on the road. Most of the time it's home home field advantage for that team. It, it's still fans. It's still noise. It's still people cheering. It's still people booing. You know I know for me as a player, I always I always feel like uh, I play better in hostile environments. You know when it's when I feel like my back was against the wall and and uh, all I had was my teammates. You know that that that's kind of that that geeked me up a little bit. But you don't have any of that. So, you know, I know they say 81% of the people in the world are, are externally motivated, but I hope that 19%, we can help that 19% <laughs> with us. Because you're going to have to be internally motivated. You got to lean on each other and yourself. Yeah. Well, let's hope that Joey Boza is on the right side of that percentage. And let's hope, look. That Patrick Mahomes is not, right? You got to face that guy <laughs> twice a year, right? Like, I don't care if there's fans or not. What is it going to be like to, to face that young man as he continues to get better? You know what? Well, he's, he's a heck of a player. And, uh, you know, you don't really stop Patrick, but you got to slow him down enough, you know. But, uh, all the one I'm worried about right now is Joe Burrow. You know, that, that young man is extremely talented and gifted. And, uh, you know, we're not having any preseason games, not having any idea, you know, what they're doing with him. Because you can do a lot of things with him. He's not just a pocket passer. This young man is he's very mobile. He's tough. And so uh, it, it, that's the only quarterback I can think about right now, to be honest with you. Uh, Coach, just real quick. As you know, it is George Sedano's birthday. But it's also Keanu Reeves' birthday today, too. If your life depended on it, who would you trust more, Keanu Reeves as John Wick or Sedano as Sedano? Hey, man, I got to go with George. Thank you, Coach. That's there what I'm talking go. about. There you, know, you go. There you go. That's my guy, Coach Lynn. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, Keanu Reeves ain't here talking to you. I am. Exactly. You know? So, well, listen, Coach. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Thank you for always making time for us. We certainly appreciate it. Glad you're healthy and safe. We will talk to you soon, and best of luck, okay? My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Okay, All right. Bye-bye. Take care. There he is, Coach Anthony Thanks, Lynn, coach. joining us here on Sedano and LC.